Welcome to Take It From The Iron Woman. My name is Susanne Müller, your host and the Iron Woman. This podcast is about empowering yourself and others to make real changes in the world. You will hear from everyday, smart, sophisticated, hip people like you and me. Not everybody has to be an Iron Woman to impress the world. Together, we will learn from the sports and business leaders how you can become a more successful person as an entrepreneur or a leader. It's one step at a time, one day at a time. Take your steps now. Take your big steps now. Join me on this journey to success. Take it from the Iron Woman. We've spoken to Steve Hill before. He's overcoming many hills. There's always a hill, there's always an uphill, there's always a downhill. He's a teacher, adventurer, author, extreme ultramarathon runner. The list can go on and on. Now is the time to hear more and also learn about his charity. Listen to the story when he met the queen and made her laugh. As, as lockdown was coming to an end, was just recently in August, the Great North Run, which was running those uh, nine marathons in nine days across Iceland from the north to the south of Iceland, which was, again, completely epic, completely pushing the boundaries. It was an amazing adventure with some wonderful people. And so that's the challenges up to date, as it were, and I'm now looking for my next challenge, if you like. And you just completed the London Marathon. How is it if you just do one marathon and you're done? Yeah, I mean, you don't want to say it's easy because a marathon isn't easy, is it? And no. you don't want to, you know, insult people who do marathons. You know, marathons are very, very difficult races. But when you have been to that level of just running nine marathons, then, yeah, the one marathon is... I think it's that mindset, again, I'll go back to, like, you, you start a marathon and, yes, they're tough and not, mm -hmm. you know, a very minute amount of people have run a marathon. But you'll complete it that day. And you can rest them for the rest of the week, can't you, and what have you. But mm -hmm. the ultra marathons, it is running that marathon, hydrating, getting the food inside you, getting a very limited sleep in a tent or a hammock, and then getting up again and going again and doing that multiple times, multiple times, the toll that takes on the body. But I love that. I love the mind games. I love that mental, the games mm -hmm. of getting up on tired legs, getting those, those legs moving, those aching muscles moving and pushing on. And as I said, listening to that little voice in your head that says, I can, I will, just watch me. Uh, and ignoring the little voices that keep saying, come on, I've arrested. This is stupid now. Come on, enough's enough. I, I love that that battle, if you like. And what do you think when you run? What goes what on in your head? All sorts. And I do think it's always a good... Running is a, a nice time to think as well, isn't it? You know, when you're training mm -hmm. as well, it's, they are a good time. So I enjoy the journey. I make sure I appreciate my surroundings and I appreciate what a privilege it is to be in these, you know, extreme environments, whether it's under the Northern Lights and the Amazon jungle, whatever. What a great privilege, and I'm, I make sure I try and enjoy that, making sure that I'm keeping putting one foot in front of the other. I have that mantra of left foot, right foot, repeat, and keep moving forward. And also, I mean, you do have your low points and your dark moments where you are exhausted and and you're you're almost at your end. You've got nothing left to give. But yeah, there is a bit more in there, isn't it? There? There's always a bit more to give. There's always more. Uh, there's always more. Always more. No matter how exhausted we feel, there's always more to give. That one more step. Uh, but I think about the charity. I think about charities raising money for the people that yeah. I'm able to do things that I can do, how privileged I am. I think about the children at school and I think about what they would say to me if I thought about sitting down and giving up. And it'd be, get on with it, sir. How dare mm -hmm. you? As I say, I'm friends and family, just keeping going. And again, remembering my why. Why did I start this in the first place? It's to push my own boundaries and you're pushing your boundaries. It is going to get tough. It is going to be uncomfortable sometimes, but in a good way, in a good way. I have a little saying, it's pain is temporary, but quitting lasts forever. 
And it is about that living with that pushing on him and, yeah. and, and it is. And little treats. I do split up the, the, these big ultra marathons into small steps. I think anything in life that, that that's quite overwhelming, if we split it down into manageable chunks, it, it's less overwhelming. So the ultra marathon is, well, let's start off with one step at a time. Let's get that first step. Then that first step becomes that one mile at a time. And it's then one checkpoint at a time, then one day at a time. Everything is achievements, isn't it? Small little achievements and pats on the back and realizing how far you've come and being proud of that. But we still got a bit of you know a bit of a way to go. It is and, and get to the next checkpoint and having a bit of music. So earphones in a bit of music, a little bit of a treat, and next checkpoint, I'll have a little bit of Kendall Mint cake or a little bit of licorice and it's little uh-huh. treats along the way as, as you go. But I, I'm a firm believer in these big overwhelming things, these big projects we undertake, split them down into small, yeah. manageable successes, isn't it? And, and and before you know it, you've achieved that big unachievable goal seemed unachievable at the beginning all sorts go through your mind but as I say I go back to those those mind games I love the mind games uh, you said like you have a licorice or something what do you miss you do, you do have cravings I mean bizarrely in the in the Amazon jungle I was dreaming about steak pies and, and salt and vinegar crisps and, and coca-cola yeah. it, it's the salty <laughs> yeah. thing it's, it's the yeah, things salty. that you, you're dreaming mm-hmm. of me and sometimes things you've never had before but those mm-hmm. cravings um and it is as I say salty things stodgy mm-hmm. things that you really do crave and and sweet things you you don't particularly like and no matter what you take food wise you, you go off it midway through the race because as I say you, you, everything seems very bland so it yeah. is the, the salty I would have given anything for it yeah. so, um, what do you do when you come back from those magical experiences you come back into reality and I had a person on my podcast John Beedy and he has done Mount Everest Kilimanjaro all the highest mountains. And he says, it's kind of like you're in a, almost like a cocoon and then you come back to reality. How is that? I generally find that all of my challenges have to be school holidays. But generally, I finish on the Friday. It could be a half term, a week's holiday and I squeeze things in. But I'm often getting back on the Sunday night. And I've got very little time to, to, to adapt back then to normal life. I'm in school the following day, often completely exhausted, often battered. But then I've got a class of children in front of me. It's a case of back to the day. As a teacher, your holidays are, are set. But I do find that at home... I, When, when I'm in bed, I'm dreaming about being back in the tent or back in the hammock for like three or four days afterwards. Yeah. I wake up and I'm, I'm I'm not in my bedroom. I'm in the jungle. I'm in the so that, that takes a little bit of mental getting yeah. back to normality. But but yeah, the children soon get me back to reality and and the day yeah. job because as I say, it's often that quick turnaround. And yeah. but I also proving to people that you, we might make excuses. Well, I've not got enough time. I can squeeze in the Amazon, the Amazon jungle or the the, the, the Arctic ice ultra within a week. It can be done, isn't it? And yeah, we're exhausted, we're battered, but it's a nice mm-hmm. exhaustion. It's a total and utter mm-hmm. body is completely exhausted, but in a nice way. And and to sit behind mm-hmm. my desk and the children to come in and it's like, how was it, sir? How was it, sir? What questions do the children have? Obviously, they're following you. They do also, I mean, the, the, on a few of the events, there's been a tracker, so they've been able to spend time tra- following me, following my progress. And, and, you know, parents are saying they wouldn't go to bed at night until they knew you were in camp and the, they're following your progress, which mm-hmm. was fabulous. And At times, they'd lose the signal and they'd think, oh, what's happened to Sir? He stopped moving or he's gone off track and it was just that the signal had gone. Yeah. But to know that the children sat up at home in you know, school holidays following Sir, and, and as I said, they wouldn't go to bed until they knew you were safe in camp, That's, that means the world to me. And that means mm-hmm. everything, but it's great. When I do get back, they want to know all about it. I've got to give time for that because it, it, it's bringing the curriculum to life. It's bringing adventure to life, isn't it? And it, it's, you know, did you, in the jungle, did you see snakes? Did you see jaguars? Did, did you, and... and how was it for this and, and what was the worst thing you saw and, and and it's just fabulous to be able to share that adventure with you to mm-hmm. set up in the middle of the night I was swimming through a, a river through the Amazon and there were piranhas in there there were caiman in there and it's like it's bringing 
life to life, isn't it, for them in that sense? And showing them my feet and showing them the toenails that are hanging off and all the all the gory bits they love. Yeah. I put a PowerPoint together. Uh, I share it with the children, but I also have the privilege of going out and I get asked to do talks in other schools and doing assemblies in other schools whenever I can fit it in with, within my teaching yeah. commit. It's great to share the adventure with others, that message of get out there have your own adventures, have that confidence to follow your own dreams and that I can and I will, will mentality. I can, I will, just watch me. If that's yeah. all they leave me with then and go through life with that mentality of I can, I will, just watch me. So yeah, and then that hand goes up at the back and it's like, great. What's next? Next, whether I like it or not, it carries on. I've seen on your page, you also dress up and you've met the queen. What happened? You made the queen laugh. It was. I do get some opportunities to dress up now and again. It's not always shorts and t-shirt and, and mud and yeah. sweats. Back in two, th- 2014, I received a letter from the cabinet office saying that um, I've been awarded an MBE, which is a member of the British Empire, uh, awarded by, by the queen, which totally floored me totally out of the blue you don't feel that you deserve it it's a real special award as I said from the Queen I was nominated and put forward by by parents at school and it had been endorsed and it was just an amazing amazing thing to receive and it was announced in the New Year's Honours in 2015 and I got my date in March to go to Buckingham Palace took my family down to receive the award which is is just beyond anything you can you can imagine you don't know who's going to present you on the day until you arrive at the palace so you, you don't know which member of the royal family it will be. But I was told that if the flag was flying above Buckingham Palace, it would be the Queen, the Queen's in residence. And as I made my way down the mall with my family, the flag was flying. There was a chance. And as we entered the palace, I overheard a little old lady ask one of the guards, uh, as we walked in the red carpet, who's presenting today? And she said, he said, you've got the Queen. It just made it extra special. We had our briefing, family there waiting. Your moment comes and you're waiting there and five or six paces away is the Queen. A queen who you've seen on telling many, many times, you've grown up mm-hmm. with, and she's there. And then before I knew it, I was stood in front of the queen. And she's looking at me and smiling at me, and it's the most surreal moment you can actually pin the medal on me, and then we should start a conversation. It was just the queen's talking to me type of thing, and, and she knew all about me, and it was just like having a normal conversation with your grandma. She said, you're a teacher, you do these inspiring challenges, and you raise me for charity. I said, I do, ma'am. And I said, I'm going to the North Pole in two weeks, ma'am, to run the North Pole Marathon. And she said, why? And I said, to be honest with you, mom, I think I'm a bit bonkers. And it just got the nicest chuckle from her. And she just chuckled away and said, well, good luck. I hope it all goes well. Congratulations. Shut my hand. And that was my moment with the Queen. Done. At that time, I hadn't realised I'd made a laugh, but it was caught on camera and my sister yeah. laughed. What did you say to me when the Queen laughed? And I hadn't realised it. And I just thought it was captured. And it's a, it's a moment I'll never forget. It's a special moment. Because there's not many people can say they made the Queen laugh. That oh. was the, the awarded the MBE, uh, Services mm-hmm. to Education and Charity. The children are a big part of that. So I take the medal into class. They get a chance to wear it because it's not about me. It's about the children I teach. It's about friends and family. A lot mm-hmm. of people are involved. Even me watching the video, I was like, magical moment. You use that word many times. But tell us a little bit about the charity because I think... Everybody needs to be involved. Everybody needs to support you. No, thank you. Back in 2009, that's when I started fundraising and it, and it was fundraising for national charities. And the way it used to work was that my class would start with me in September and I, the question would be, what's your challenge this year, sir? And then which charities are we going to support? And they would nominate charities to support and it would be national charities. And I'd do my challenge, we'd do some fundraising events and then we send a check off to this charity at the end of the year, which is fabulous. But I think deep down, I always knew that one day I'd like to set my own charity up. 
and have a little bit more control over where that money went mm. and to spend yeah. the money a bit further afield. In 2018, I visited Uganda for the first to take part in the Uganda Marathon. And I was going to run the marathon, but it was also... It was a week in Masaka where you got involved and got involved in, in projects. And my project was, was the primary school. I didn't know what to expect, but it was something I'd always wanted to do. And it was just the most amazing week. Again, that magical word I could use. It was a week of to an orphanage, meeting the children, listening to the stories, which were, were heart-wrenching at times, going to the school, getting involved with projects, digging holes, digging, digging wells, making gardens, making a football pitch, making a, a net, but all sorts of things, but just being immersed within that, that community for a whole week. And it just had such an impact on me that week that when it came to the end of the week, and it was time to run the marathon. I just thought, well, the marathon's going to be an insignificance. This week has just, just been life-changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the marathon was magical as well. It was, it was a marathon like no other. It was running through the villages and every five or six steps was a group of children cheering and mm-hmm. clapping and I'm just high-fiving them and stopping and chatting <laughs> with them. Teaching the Mr. Hill's double thumbs up and it was big beamy smiles. So it was just, it was running, it was stopping, it was high-fiving, they were running with me. It was just amazing. I had a group of children who ran with me for maybe two or three K, but this one boy stuck, stuck with me. And it's a nice story I like to tell. And, and he ran with me for about five, six, seven K. And it was great. We were chatting. I had an earphone in, he had an earphone listening to music. He was asking me about all the gear I had. I was sharing my gels with him. And I got to a point where I thought, oh, I don't want him to continue too far. I don't want him getting lost. Um, yeah. I gave him a thousand shillings when we got to like a crossroads and it's about 50 pence. As I said, thanks for keeping me company. I'll catch you on the next loop. Go and buy yourself some sweets. And it, it was as though I'd given the world big smile. Off he ran. And I carried on with the race and, and I thought that would be the last one potentially. Uh, within about 10 minutes, I looked over my shoulder and mm. behind me was this mm. little boy. And he'd gone and bought two ice creams and he ran up behind me with two ice creams and he said for you and it just it brought home to me how giving you know these people are it's not all about them and I just I left Uganda that year thinking I just realizing what a small what a small amount could make such mm-hmm. a massive difference and I re- returned the year after and then I decided yes it was time to set my own charity up with the aim of supporting projects and making a difference in Uganda but also supporting local people within my local community um mm-hmm. and the tagline is making a difference just making this team hill charitable trust making a difference and and it's just gone from strength to strength got some wonderful trustees wonderful volunteers and it's just it's just again magical and it's just the right thing it feels right and during lockdown food shops for the elderly and vulnerable um, mm-hmm. supported the hospitals we did over three thousand food shops and it's mm-hmm. just it is making a difference and the children at school are involved we make a difference in our local community. And as I say, it's going from strength to strength. And it's just, it's just, it's great to see I mean, having like-minded people coming together and, and making a difference. And I think in life, that should really be our aim, isn't it? If we possibly can, just make a difference. If it's only to one person's life, let's just make, an, make, make a mark on the world, isn't it? And make a difference. What's coming? It seems like you don't have anything lined up for next year or you have something in um, your head. There, there, there will be something, something will find me. I'm looking for something suitable now. I've got a little bit of something I could announce now, if you like, uh, yeah, that during lockdown, obviously, and I wasn't traveling, I took on a different challenge mm-hmm. uh, with, with a friend called Ian Blunt. And I've written a book uh, about my challenge as well, which is, again, a real, quite surreal thing to, to, to realize. It's going to the publishers next week. It's entitled, What's Next, Sir? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's how one teacher's mission to inspire his pupils taught him so much more in return. It's exciting that... This story, if you like, 
he's going into much more detail and that people will be able to read about the challenges, about the motivation behind it, and hopefully raise a few questions for themselves about their dreams and following their dreams. Watch this space. Um, quite exciting to have that out. And there'll be a signed copy on the way to you, Suzanne, without a doubt, uh, in, the, in the post. Um, You're a total inspiration. One person can make a huge difference in another person's lives. Living your best life, isn't it? Living your best life. And that, mm-hmm. that is helping others often, isn't it? Helping other people um, and, and yeah. being happy with yourself, isn't it? And, yeah. and that sounds like you say, you're doing exactly the same. So you keep up your great work too, uh, inspiring others and making well, that difference. Thank you, Suzanne. What a story. Again, magic, magical. Those words are coming up. Never give up. It's about the determination and dream big. And don't let your dreams be crushed by others. Be yourself. Have your head up. One step at a time, one day at a time, one mile at a time, and you get to your goals. You can fulfill your dreams. You reach your goal. Thank you so much for your support. Take it from the Iron Woman. We have episodes every Monday, every Wednesday. Don't miss out. There's something for everybody. Climbers on Kilimanjaro, nine days, nine marathon, Amazon jungle. What else? What else do you need to hear? Thank you so much for your support. I'll see you next time.